Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Welcome back to your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. It's Call Out Culture. It's us. The number one unformatted, unscripted rap podcast where we come up with a topic and we talk about it. Mm, Today, we are joined by the one and only Marcus Penn. Hello. It's an honor to be back on. Good. I'm great. It's good to have you back, man. And uh, coming off of your amazing work on Little Robert Hutton. Yeah, yeah. That was was great. I'm seeing so much like press about it from all the outlets that I follow and stuff on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, it's really dope be a part of that yeah my man was a a part of steel's kitchen throwing the cuts on there yeah if we're gonna be i mean steel's kitchen i got upcoming stuff for alaska yeah even your adjacent i did the cuts on prem rocks last album uh which is really dope that was dope to do also so yeah no all all of you guys so yeah like long long, i I think i said this the last time i was on but like before this podcast existed i was a fan of everyone's all your guys music individually Uh, so it's kind of cool to you know Thank you, man. Add a little, you know, little scratch into, you know, whatever I can. So, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. And um, and you also host your own podcast, Zebras in America. I do, yes, with my buddy Scott Doro. Um, Scott. Yeah, we haven't recorded in a while. We've just been so busy, but we've got a couple of episodes in the can nice. now. I'm not sure when they're going to go up, but um, yeah, check out Zebras in America and uh, my, my, my film site, which I said I was going to stop for a few months with my son being born, but I just couldn't help it. And I've been writing some new stuff recently. So pinlandempire.com yes. has, has a bunch of new stuff up. Nice. So, yeah. Get nice. with Pinland Empire and yeah. all forms of media. Word, and word. <laughs> before, since, since you're, you're the, the man with the, the vast knowledge of cinema, mm-hmm. and last week mm-hmm. we had our, our Halloween episode. Mm. I wonder what your People have been were. loving that one. People have been enjoying it. Kill Killmatic. Killmatic. We should make that the shirt. Kill, it's such a I listened to it at work. I didn't I, I just happened to stumble up like early in the morning. I get to work early all the time. So I was doing my morning scroll and then I saw the correlation between Nas and Michael in the, the Halloween movies. Like, oh, this is oh, I never even thought about this. It was like it's so perfect because it, it's it's kind of true. I we don't need to rehash the episode, but I I definitely agree with that assessment and the comparison of Nas to Michael Myers movies, I guess Halloween movies, Michael Myers movies. So yeah. Yeah, because it's what, like what Halloween the, is. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Nas, what about the comparison between Nas and Mike Myers? Wayne's World, Illmatic, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's just. Oh, it, I it married is. an axe murderer. It was written. They <laughs> both had really weird moments That's with Kanye. <laughs> yeah, for. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really weird moments with Kanye. I just so, remember. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say. Um, so, what were, I'd love to get your thoughts on Halloween Kills because we briefly talked about it. We did. We, we talked about it a little bit, actually, off yeah. off record. But I, I mean, I, I wasn't a fan. I didn't, I, think it. I didn't watch it yet. So move it on definitely. To else. See, that's it. I'm, I'm not going to give any spoilers. It definitely needs to be seen. I will say it is getting a lot of harsh criticism. I wasn't a fan, but it's one of those things like I didn't like it, but it's like you kind of have to see it. Like, right. it's just one of those kind of movies. I definitely won't spoil anything, but even if. I'm also a big fan of David Gordon Green, the guy who directed yes. it. Um, not maybe girls, recently. Exa- exactly. Exactly. 
I was a day one guest. So it's like George Washington, all yep. the real girls, yes. Undertow and uh, mm-hmm. Snow Angel. So it's weird that that era of his filmography, it's almost forgotten for the most part. It's like a lot of people jumped on him. It was like from Pineapple, Pineapple Express. Express yeah. So a lot of people are like, well, he was a comedy director first. And it's like, well, no, no, he wasn't. But it's no. like, that's what people know. It's almost like what we're about to get into now. It's like people only know a certain subject for one thing when it's like no there was a whole career of right. stuff that he did before so it and, and yeah but I'll, I'll watch anything david gordon green does even if i know i'm like oh, i don't think i'm gonna like this he's just he's kind of an interesting fascinating guy and he always keeps usually the same folks he always works with danny mcbride whether it's yep. in front of or behind the camera his cinematographer tim Orr. he didn't shoot the hollow this halloween movie but tim Orr usually shoots a lot of his stuff so yeah he's he's a he's a fascinating guy so but yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Halloween Kills, but I don't feel like I wasted my time watching it. And plus, I saw the first one. So I'm one of those guys that doesn't take much for me to get hooked onto something. Mm. So now I'm going to watch the third one, you know. Same. Yeah. I feel the same. I watched yeah. both last weekend. I really liked the new one, the first one. And then this Halloween Kills, I was just very confused. I just, yeah. I didn't like, grasp it, but I feel like it depends on. And again, I'm not spoiling anything. I think it depends on what type of horror you enjoy because they're two different genres of horror movies to me. That's true. The first one, the second one. So like the second one, that style of genre, that's up Alaska's alley. That's not, not my thing, but I could see why he liked it. Whereas I was into it just because of everything you said about David Gordon Green and seeing the first one and Danny McBride writing it. So I like the first one more, but I have to see the third one. Yeah, like I, I have to see where this goes. Yeah. And it's also, again, no no spoilers, but I just feel like with Halloween Kills, especially, there were like two moments, too, that just made me break and just kind of do the whole, like, it made me feel like a, like an old Def Jam comedian where it's like, would you just kill him, please? Like, there, there's like a couple of moments like, oh, Jesus, could just kill him, finish it. But yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think I really like the first one of the series, although mm-hmm. there is a moment in it where I'm just like, what the, what the fuck was that mm. with the doctor? Sure. Oh yeah. I was yeah. just like that. Yeah. That, yeah. that was stupid. Yeah. Like, so that, that took, that was the only what part of any of these movies that took me out of it. Sure. Um, sure. I thought the second one was hilarious. Exactly. Like, I was just laughing. But, but, but I feel like it was back to back. It was very, a very odd experience. Yeah. Yeah. It, it wasn't intentionally hilarious. Right. Okay. The, yeah. Right. The, yeah. Yes. That's what I was about yeah. to. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional, but yeah, there was some parts that, that made me laugh. Yeah. I mean, you know, evil dies tonight. I was dying every time. Uh, I said just, it. just an awkward chant. Yeah. <laughs> Too many syllables for, for a chant. <laughs> to jump into. It's got like two to three syllables, like at most. Yeah. yeah. A lot. Yeah, it doesn't roll off the tongue. No. Yeah. Anyway. So, but speaking of unkillable, uh, unstoppable killing machines, let's talk about tonight's uh, topic. Yeah. It's Mr. LL Cool J. We're thinking it's a lineage of greatness. We think he's kind of earned the title yeah. of being one of the greatest. Absolutely. Um, Correct. And my first question to you all is, are you hat all the time error LL Cool J? Or no hat or visor, LL Cool J. Ooh. Oh. Because for a long time there was a rumor that like he had a horribly scarred head. Yes. And that's yeah, why he it, always wore a hat. Yeah, it was like a thing. Like he doesn't take his hat off. And yeah, it was like, but oh, that was up until head. that was up until up all night. And that's when advisors started. Yeah. When he was on the show. Yeah. The TV show, Up All Night. So the yeah. Luke joint? 
No, he was on Twitter. This is what yeah, this is what y'all have probably a big gaping hole in your LL memory. LL was Don't on say television. LL I, I, was on television. I watched that show. Show up all night with Afonso yeah. Ribeiro. What? And wasn't yes. um wasn't the oh that Colodino's show girlfriend? Yes, Jane. Jane? That show. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, she it was... in it as well? Who? Colodino's oh, girlfriend. Um, Terrell, Terrell Terrell Hicks. Yeah. Um. No, it's not Terrell Hicks. It's the other one. It's I Reagan. You're talking it's about. not Reagan yeah, Gomez it's, either. It's the yeah. other, it's the other, it's the third. <laughs> Marcus is the third one, isn't it? It's, <laughs> um, it's the one from South Central. Oh yeah, I yep, don't know her name. Yeah. yeah, she 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 has, she's had a hard time at it, but she was on that show. That's um, wow. Wait, that was the big. What the hell show was? It this? was after Fresh Prince. That was like the big thing. Yeah. It was like Carlton has a new show. It's with LL Cool yeah. J. There was even an episode of the, wait, the, that show about house? him not taking his hat in the house. Yes, in the house, not oh, up in the night. house. Yeah, I, I knew oh, that was a whole girl. She was in the Tyrese video. Yeah, yeah. That's what I remember. Campbell. Yes, Nive Campbell. Yep. There in she the house. And, and and Debbie Myers, right? Debbie Myers? That's not yeah, her name. Well, what's her name? This the this the dancer. Debbie, Debbie Allen. Allen. Debbie, Debbie Allen. Debbie Allen. Yeah. 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 I forgot Alfonso Ribeiro's on this Felicia's, show. Yeah. Rashad sister. I used to watch the shit out of this show. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that show was in it. Yeah, the, the, um, the Wayne sister, she was she did yes. she wasn't on the Kim, show at first. She joined no, like she later. Came, on, she joined later and she kind of killed it. She was like she gave she was the, the best. She was like one of the, the best characters. She, she, she like won. She won. Energy. I don't want to say it was like a Golden Globe, but she won some kind of award. And it was one of those things too, where it's like when a show's been on for a couple <laughs> seasons and you invite a new character, that's usually like the end. It's like the beginning of the end. But this was kind it's of the, the opposite. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's the Leonardo DiCaprio cast. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh yeah, they had to bring him in. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. When they brought the cousin on the Brady Bunch. When mm-hmm. Erica Alexander joined the Cosby show. Yeah. When um when the little redheaded kid joined different strokes. Yeah. Oh, man. Man. Oh, Dude man. from uh, Salute Your Shorts, Buddy Buttnick. Buddy oh yeah. Bobby Buttnick. Bobby, Bobby Buttnick. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he that was yeah. Sam from Shoot, even when um different when strokes. Olivia when Olivia joined the Cosby show. Yeah. But yeah. she was on a little longer. But um all right. Oh, so Lark Voorhees answer. popped up on that show. She also in the house. show. Yeah, she did. Oh, yeah, yeah, she did. Towards yeah, the end, they brought her in. Yeah. So to answer your question, um, last so, um, mine, mine was Kango L. Kango, yeah, yeah. So Same. like, I always tell people that uh, Run DMC, they were like, um, they were like industry plants for me. I didn't really like them when they was coming up. I felt like they well, were just, yeah. I felt like it was everything. I'm kind of in the same of, boat as you, actually. It's kind of too. Pl- by the time they got rolling, they were too touched. And then you make a movie and they're like the main people like you, you, that stuff you see through that stuff. So it's like, you know, run is already, you know, like crush group drops run is already up and running. And then they're like, like a corporate group, like they're performing at Macy's and stuff like, you know, they were that group. So right. to me, yeah. when I saw, yeah. when I saw LL on crush group, that was like a living, breathing embodiment of like hip hop and clothing, mm. the way he came in, the way yep. he did. Yeah. His, um, y'all know that move when he was, <laughs> When he's counting, he would curve his legs in. It's hard to describe. Yeah. I know exactly what I'm talking. You know that move when he was doing yeah. his move. I'm pinning the thing and then he accentuated with that. It's actually the stanky leg and it's stomp. Yo, really it kind of is. It. He does it a lot in, in the video for I'm Bad. Yes, yes. yes. So I was that stomp. Yes. He does that dance leg extra with a stomp. Yeah, he does and, he, and he started that in Crush Group when he came in. Box, you know? And yeah. so to me, yeah. that was like, 
hip hop, and I know of hip hop before, but like on in a movie, like boom, that's like a, you know, that's like quote unquote hip hop. And I remember that in the Kango. That's so that was my first thing. About. Yeah, and he he always kind of struck me as like the audience member. Hmm. You okay. know what I mean? Like sort of like the person that like we would be if we came into it. Like, you know what I mean? As a kid, you're like a 16 year old kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like running yeah. up in there. It's like, it was sort of like, he sort of represented the fan to me. Oh, I mean, I, I know he wasn't, mean. but you know, he was like, he wasn't run DMC. He wasn't the established right. artist. Yeah. He was like, like yeah, Kumo and, and Kane and them. Like there was some, like last, it was some establishment with them. Like you could, you could see the yeah. money or corporate, whatever. Like, you know, they were polished like type thing. LL just seemed like, yo, he just likes a rap. And it was more yes. pure from him. That's than true. That, that's Especially very like true. at that point, oh. like to me, Run DMC was doing a lot of like choreographed rhymes. Like these things were very Sesame Street accessible, not simple, but right. they were done in a way where everybody could memorize everything. I know that was deliberate. And right. and, it, and as far as like just spitting, they stopped spitting a while ago. You know what I'm saying? And then that's for like LL was like spitting, you know, at that point. He didn't yeah. have those like corporate sensibilities. He didn't have to make good on Adidas deals or anything like that. Yeah. I was felt the same, but I had no issue with the fat boys and disorders, which is weird. Mm. Well, I, cause there, there was, to me, I'm with you on that. Anybody that wasn't rapping like too seriously, I didn't have to take them too seriously. Yeah. So right. Just, exactly. So, I, so yeah. I could just absorb what they were doing and they could all three of them could rhyme and, 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 um, you know, and, and um, box, you know, he could beat box that. So I felt like, Again, last it was like that purity of skill when it came to it. Like again, even at this point, to me, like Melly Mel and them a little commercialized. Like it's you know that stuff got cookie cutter, maybe a cereal box. I wasn't feeling that. I was feeling still like what was raw and underground and seemed pure, even at that early stage. Yeah, I'm I'm a uh, like I knew of LL. I, I was you know I was in love with this dude mainly when mama said knock you out like that era was when i really loved him a lot like 10 years later yeah and then um and then the mr smith thing was like that was hitting me at the right age because then he had like doing it and hey lover and lounging and then he had like i shot your remix and four three two one he just had like a really, and then that's when he did it in the house, and he had like a book, and then we get he into was doing um, the Fubu and the Gap phenomenon. Like, don't forget phenomenon. Phenomenon. I mean, no, I'm just, well, the, the album's not that good. It has four, but it has four, three, two, one on it, right? Yeah. No, nah, but it's that song. The song was, uh, the song was popular as well as the movie, even though it hadn't been doing it. I can't remember all the little social, like, um, you know, plot points. That to what me, movie? Uh, what are you talking about? Phenomenon. What movie? The movie people Michael like, Travolta, the Don John Travolta phenomenon movie. Yeah, man, you, you that wasn't LL. It didn't matter. It didn't what? matter. Yo, oh, what the hell are you talking about? That was that was on some Scientology stuff. <laughs> that movie, if you didn't know about Scientology much, you just thought, oh man, Travolta got powers. And I that's what thinking, I thought he did. I, th- I thought he got hit by a comet or something. He was dying, or I don't know what happened in that movie. It's like loose. It, it was like based on a Philip K. Dick story or some Scientology oh, story. I didn't know that. Yeah, John. That. It was like a passion project for John Travolta. And it wasn't just Battlefield Earth. That wasn't his only passion project. He did oh, word. phenomenon because it was rooted in Scientology. I never knew this though. Yeah, you guys yeah. are enlightening me. Yeah, mix between a comet and a tumor, and they're trying to. Oh, right. There was the cancer thing. Yeah, there, there was yeah. also the cancer element in it. Also, tumor. Or the tomb of Was he in powder as well? Speaking of John Travolta supernatural what? movies, oh, no, that was powder. Jeff Gold. That was Jeff Goldblum. Was it okay? Yeah. 
Yeah. This is why we need workers every week. <laughs> I had all those VHS, all those things were coming out at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And so yes, that was the Travolta revival run. The LO drops a song phenomenon, power to come. Like you mentioned all that stuff, trust me. And deep, deep is deep blue sea comes out, deep like right. all of like mid mid to late nineties LL for me was when he was like really impressive, but it's because like, I was just like loving this dude. These are all life preservers. Like every mm. time he's struggling to float, he has another life preserver. Yeah, he does. Yeah, very true. Yes, it, it, that's something I noticed a lot. Listening to it, I, I definitely want to touch on that somewhere in this episode. But let's go back to the early years for LL. See, yeah. I was gonna say that for me, just by default. I realize I'm kind of a day one LL fan just because I, I know I rep Massachusetts, but I was born in Queens and the first seven years of my life were in Queens, St. Wow. Albans, it's a Queens. which oh, wow. is like, which is Ooh. like LL's family. Yeah, yes. It's like for anyone who watches the show, Big Mouth, when the coach is like, I live in deep Queens, like St. Albans <laughs> is deep Queens. It's like you could walk to Long Island from, from St. Albans, but um, yeah. So it's like LL Cool J is from that area, the whole like South Jamaica, St. Albans, Hollis, Lorton area. So like LL Cool J was like the hometown hero. Like wow, yeah, just Brooklyn. Brooklyn loves their Brooklyn folks, but like Queens people love Queens pe- pe- Queens rap rappers too. Like even if like I remember my my like my dad, he didn't really start liking hip hop until I got into scratching. But like he knew who Run DMC was, he knew who LL Cool J was, he knew who Marley Marl was. Like he just because mm. they were all from Queens. It's just it yeah. was wow, so kind of like how it was. Yeah, yeah, we us Brooklynites, we love Tyson. Mike Tyson can do no exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. Us in Philly, it's Gilly the kid. He just can't do anything wrong. Well, he's doing good. Yeah, he's doing great. Gilly's doing great. Him and yeah, shouts to him. I and Queens is the borough I wish I was from because all my favorite rappers are from Queens. So yeah, it's so (laughs) it's so weirdly territorial too because it's so. I mean, Brooklyn's the biggest of 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 all the places, but Queens is big too. So it's just one of those things where like. The Corona, Long Island City people don't really know the Jamaica, St. Albans people because it's so kind of spread out. A lot of spread out. Because the train trains only go so far in Queens. And then you're stuck. Yeah, you got to use the bus. Or if you're lucky enough, you live off the Long Island Railroad. Or no, y'all still have a dollar van system out there. We definitely have the dollar van. We definitely have the dollar van still. That's the only rise to get around there. Yeah. Yeah. So you're day one. So Alaska, then what? Okay, well, I, I want to flip it for a second. What? So this is a hip hop podcast, clearly, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about him from a hip hop perspective. The multimedia crossover, right? Where yeah. he early on, you know, we said like he's in Crush Groove, Wildcats, right? I remember seeing him in the was hard he in way. He was is in he? Wildcats. Yes. Oh, I don't remember. Damn, yeah. I don't even remember that. But I, I remember seeing him in the hard way with Michael J. Fox and right. fucking um, James Woods. Yeah. Like All being right, blown away, one. seeing him in like this real Hollywood movie that wasn't like some hip hop shit. Yeah. Where he played like a cop. He was like a cool young undercover cop. Yeah. He 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 uh, he he got himself on sets pretty early in his game. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. Like he so, he kind of jumped the line with that quick. Yeah. But the thing is, so then so then that's that's where that's what I'm making up, and I'm bringing up the whole episode is these life preservers. So he's mm. on T. He's on. I think he probably. I, I would bet money he was on New York Undercover. So you're seeing him, <clears throat> right? He outside wasn't. of this, he, he didn't make. He didn't. He didn't appear. Wow. I don't remember. Shockingly, I'm thinking he was of all the adventures of Pete and Pete. He was Pete's teacher. He was, he was definitely yeah. on the. Yeah, he did the morning announcements on that. Uh, yeah, because because yeah, LL was a he was a flag artist. So I'm, what I'm saying is he he did the live rounds. He did that unplugged. He would yes. be on oh, Leno and all that stuff. That's why I just oh my god. 
You know, so again, so he what what, I, what I'm saying is the the life the life reserve preservers of his career brings in a certain consistency of relevancy. Mm, so correct. he never there's never really a fall off until maybe like music like accidental races like that's to me is like the <laughs> biggest misstep. But other than that, these are it little is. things like all right. So say he you know um, he had to keep reviving his career after things like Walk Like a Panther don't really work. So then okay. you, you'll probably see him in a movie or two, or he's on a soundtrack. But he was the, on the crazy day. shit. Walker right. Tiger still sold well. Like it's still yeah, of course, a, of on course. paper, it was a successful album. That, that, it that's still sold well. About that. Right. And it, it came he, out in 89. Yeah. Right. right. But By he needed 90, a spiritual he had rebirth. knock you out. Right. right. He needed that. And he needed, he needed his a spiritual appearance rebirth. on Rampage. Which right. is just uh, like EPMD. an all-time great wow. guest verse. I love that verse. Yeah. And he was kind of like to some degree getting at them yeah. in a playful way. Right. Like PMD yep. talked about on, on the Combat Jack uh, episode. And it's mm. like he he was just like, Yeah, that, yeah, that's L. Like he didn't want to be in the video. Like that's what that's what's also weird. It's like from what I understand, we have to roll back. We have he's to roll in back. he's in the video, but he doesn't want to show his face. Like that's him. Mm. But yeah. he's like behind the curtain and everything. But that's oh, really so like weird. Yeah, it was like a weird reason. Don't why we have to? Don't do we it. have to go back to to Modena? Yeah, well, I was gonna say it's it's interesting because hip hop is so by the it, there's such a lineage of just like Busy B, Kumo D, LL Cool J. It, it is right. you can kind of trace yeah. it really the big you know line. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So the, and and here's the thing I noticed: everybody too, who won those battles, the career of the winner versus the loser is always yeah. very interesting uh, to watch yeah. after each one of those matches. Then you get him into the cannabis. That's why the cannabis thing is so interesting for folk. They don't know subconsciously there's a history to it. Like we said, yeah, yeah, so yeah, the, career of, the career of Busy and Kumo after they battle. And you that was the a other pretty thing, extensive battle. Yes. The other yeah. thing about Kumo D too is what people over because it happened around the same time, very close to each other. Like LO won the battle, but just before people weren't feeling Kumo D because he kind of like crossed the line at the Grammys. Mm -hmm. Remember the year mm -hmm. where all the rappers, which was led by Will Smith Will at Smith, that time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. And, they they and, and he, I think he was like, fuck that. I'm going. I I don't mm -hmm. care. And then like the streets slash like real hip hop artists yes, kind of looked at yes. Kumo D. They were just I, you like, know what it was? oh, no, you kind of like you're against it was us. That, but there was something mm -hmm. to people veering from Kumo D. I remember yeah, and that. Then, and picking then sides. LL Cool J coming back. That was like the nail in the coffin for him. Did they have like three rounds? They had like three rounds, right? Is like two two songs a piece? I think I so. Remember. I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, it was two songs. Okay, okay. So but here's anyway, what I'm about to get at. Well, here, yeah, here's exactly. what I was going to get at. Ready? Yeah. He he kind of because his blending of media, right? So I said he was in the hard way with Michael J. Fox, right? In '92, he's in Toys. Yep, hell yeah, which is one that of the weirdest one movies of all time. Crazy right? role of his, of, like, super weird movie. He was right? the guy's what? son. Yeah, but he, he was, was like, that, and he, he was, was the combat type dude, and he would yeah, pop up in yep. scenes. Yeah, and, and yeah. the thing about that is, to be honest, look at Method Man's first eight roles: Copland, he let himself be stereotyped. Yeah, let himself be stereotyped. A whole bunch, right? He's on Oz. Oh, he right, pops yeah. up He's on the wire. On shit, he allows yeah. himself to be stereotyped. Right. LL was like, nah, give me some crazy roles. So yes. that doesn't even occur because he doesn't even do his hood role until way later in Into so, like, D. Yeah. At in 2D, that point, right. When he's, he's God. Doing, yeah, he's, he's, doing, God. he's doing the cook. 
on a deepest blue. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm just saying he's this is deliberate. The man is not stupid. So he was right. Doing so things. this is what I was getting at, right? Yeah. This is he was also at. in Halloween H2. I'll just saying yeah. was for everything comes guard. back to Michael Myers. Yes, yeah. as a security <laughs> guard. What I was saying is like he he did it in a very different way, but he's kind of he pr- he provided a form for Jay Z to follow eventually. Well, a lot of them follow. Even yeah. even Master P follows because, him. In terms right, of because like there was just never there was never more than one year when LL wasn't in your face. Right. From, from 89 true. to 2008, two, three. Yeah, I was going like, to say 2002 because because I, I feel like after Headsprung, which I do like that, but after okay. the 2002 era, but check paying this, oh, but check this, 2003, he was in SWAT. Oh, that's yep. true. Oh, that was kind of like I'm, a bad, but I'm just saying, like, but Mark, is it all both. blends? He that's used both, like right? That's what I mean, right? right. So Whereas, like, Jay relevant. was like, Jay was like the album, the yep. remix, someone else's song, the R&B feature, the collabo album, Beyonce, like Jay hit, and then he was like, okay, and now I buy the clubs. Then I have the Rockefeller label. Then yep. I have the club. Jay was like, trying to be. He was trying to be honestly like the aloof, weird cameo. Is that him? But he never really fully. That's what I think. He wanted to be like. Scorsese in a movie or Spike Lee in movies. Like, I think I don't think Jay, ever, oh, Jay? Like, look Jay's how, never yeah. been. Yeah. He's like, look how he is in Streets as well and their stuff. Like, how right. he wants to be. He wants to be this weird kind of character that's here and there. I think if he was going to be in movies, me personally, for Jay Z, he wouldn't have had roles. He would have been like, is that Scorsese? Look at him. Like, I think that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, just, just throwing that out there for y'all. And, I don't think he wanted to be like an actor. No. Per se. Jay, it's Jay, it's no. funny you say that too, because Jay and LL, of course, have their history. Mm. Yes. Which probably behind this is probably going on like to this very moment. Because I mean, She's again, you know, rest in peace, Combat Jack. But like a few years ago, when LL was on Combat Jack, he still threw shots at Jay Z on that episode, and that was like what 2014. Like I don't the, know this uh, you story. Know, what is there? I didn't know they had. It's so early. This was like before the Reasonable Doubt era, when when Rockefeller oh, okay. was just starting to bubble. Sauce Money and Jay-Z were at a club and LL was there and they started to cipher. And then I guess back then, especially back then, cipher slowly morphed into battles. Like, yes, more, yeah. more aggressive. It's like, it's then, like generally agreed upon. That's how the Jay-Z DMX thing was. They were just rapping back and forth. And eventually some of the verses started being like adversarial. And, and the, then it eventually yeah. got contentious. But this was like, I mean, uh, internet, I guess the internet existed, but it's not the internet we know. This was like 26, 27 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of word of mouth stuff that like LL ran out of lyrics or like he did, he wanted to stop battling because Jay was winning. And that kind of actually helped some of the like mystique around Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like years later, when Jay-Z took over Def Jam, Def Jam LL yeah. was still on Def yeah. Jam. On the lip. Yep. And LL felt that uh Jay Z was kind of like putting him, pushing him to the side. And he's like, "But I'm LL Cool J." I built it's funny because everybody blah, blah, blah. felt that about Jay. When Everyone he did. Everybody yeah. felt yeah. Joe Budden, Ghostface, yes. yeah. underlying Everyone. moments. Yeah. Unless Jay signed you, like when he signed like Jeezy and like. Right, the Rihanna rap. and all them, and kindly everyone felt like, oh, he's just getting back at me yep. because I was hot and ninety yep. four, and he wasn't shit. It's kind of funny. Red it's, man, it's red man felt like that. Funny. And then when Combat Jack asked LL about the beef, um, LL started doing this like maniacal laugh for like two minutes straight, and you can like <laughs> oh, you can hear like Premium Pete and Combat Jack are like Premium what the fuck Pete. is going on? Like what what is this? He's just like you guys think I care about Jay Z? <laughs> like he just starts uh, laughing. That laugh. It's like a forced laugh, yeah. laugh, 
and he uh, just keeps doing it. And then they're just like, "Are you all right?" He's like, "I'm, I'm no, no one's thinking about Jay Z." Like you, you, if, if you, it's so, funny because that obviously bothered. But if you exactly, look at it, exactly. okay, Jay Z, Jay Z has his great run, but I mean, LL's in the whole rock and roll hall of fame, right? He's all, yeah. he's he's the he's the hall of fame rep in terms. But of even I'm by the time, even by the mid '90s, when this kind of beef between them started, LL was like More already an icon. Yeah. But no, I'm yeah. just saying, like as far as like. LL's accolades, he's the one that has the Hall of Fame, right? Nobody else has one, right? Not even not From even run MC. I think Run DMC yeah. does. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. it would but be but just that just that handful of yeah. this rock yeah. rock and roll Hall of Fame, right? Or the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. What, so, how about this? How, why don't we take our first break real quick? Real quick, let me just touch oh, on yeah, hit because it relates this. So in my notes, I listened to all the LL shit. I had down that he's the prototype for the rap superstar. Great, great Probably, definition. Yeah. yeah, like paint by yeah. numbers. If there was like, here's how you be a rap star. Wear this hat, but like it really fits that way because. But for and for every era too, like he just really like he kept changing. It. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He definitely was the um Alaska champion of the reinvention, right? Yeah, like, champion of reinvention. Yeah, he, he, he created the somewhere. formula: street song, girl song, club song. Oh, big boom! I mean. Don't even get me started with around the wig girl into um oh. pink cookies into yeah. uh, you know um oh man it just th- th- you're right and and yeah I, 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 I totally agree with you that he started um almost developed the checklist right yeah the checklist that the rap checklist we need this song that song this song that song for it to be complete he always had a single right whether that was the club song or not that wasn't always simultaneous he had the yeah. single. Chick songs, plural. Yeah, he's big on that. Without being like, I felt like LO did chick songs, but he wasn't like Jagged Edge or something. You know what I'm saying? He didn't go that far with it. He got, uh, I think he started to get close, like around yeah. later. From, yeah, from the okay, later. Yeah, had, like the Neo first ones were clever. Lopez on tracks. Yeah. Let's swing an app around the way, girl. Oh, like, that's oh, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. stuff. Yeah, Pink yeah that, oh, oh, he was oh, very clear about it. I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, later on, he definitely was like, yeah, you know. Well, here's a comparison I wanted to make. He's hip hop Brad Pitt. Where I mean Brad Denzel. Pitt. Brad, no, 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 no. Brad Pitt, peep it. Ready? Yeah. Because Brad Pitt is always sh- shoehorned in as he's the comparison people always say for like an attractive man. Well, he's Brad Pitt. No, Brad Pitt. Like Brad Pitt always a go-to comparison for like sure. A, a chiseled, beautiful man, right? Sure, mm-hmm. sure. But sure. Brad Pitt at his core. Barrett Reynolds, but it, but at his core, Brad Pitt's a weird fucking guy. Yeah, as a guy, he's yes. a weird fucking guy, dude. Like he's a weird dude. He did Twelve Monkeys. He produces like some weird. He doesn't just do. And the like, funny thing is, Johnny Depp cut his hair shit. like Brad Pitt. Wouldn't he be a little Brad Pitt? I don't know. Like jo- if, like Johnny Depp, like once he's like an edge lord, like boomer dude. Whereas Brad Pitt's like, I can be Billy Bean, but I can also be in Burn After Reading. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, yeah. but Brad Pitt. So Brad Pitt's famous as fuck since 91, right? Sure. So Legends Brad of the Pitt, Fall. But Brad Pitt's best roles are no, always Thelma and Louise. Sir. Yes. Yeah. But the best Brad Pitt movies, he's the number two guy. He's never the number one guy. His best roles are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, oh, number two yeah. guy. Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven movies. franchise, yeah. number two guy. Um, excuse me. World War Z, reading, number, number two one guy. guy. World True, but that's not like it's not. He's he's not great in the movie. The movie. I feel like cool. yeah, War Z is more just like it's a zombie. I mean, it's sure, it's Brad Pitt's right. It's an awesome point, movie. It's a fucking a awesome movie. Yeah, but like he's 
his when he's at his best, it's when yeah, like he's twelve playing monkeys, off twelve monkeys is twelve monkeys. Seven, third, seven. third, he's playing monkeys. off Morgan Freeman at seven. Fight Club, he's playing off third. Ed Norton. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not yeah. the main guy, but when true. you put wow. him in that spot, he's the shit. And Fight Club, I think he's the main guy, but I feel true romance as well, right? He was in True Romance for like yeah, but like yeah, he's weird. He's the stoner guy. Yeah, white boy Clarence, white boy day, whatever his name is, right? Yeah. So um. I'm just saying that LL is very, like you said, the prototypical rap star, chiseled abs, light skinned, licks his lips, girl songs and all that. But no one's ever like, oh, LL is the greatest rapper ever. So when his name comes up, you're like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, LL. Like Brad Pitt. No one's ever like Brad Pitt is the greatest actor. No one's ever. We can hit the break. He he was the break on this point. We get the break. Uh You could say no one says that, but it's clear. And you could look at Demi for history. That he is the first GOAT declared. Album title, that's where the acronym well, comes from. B- Bimmy can say whatever the fuck he wants. He can call it any he can call it anything. But but I but, he, the goat. but he's if you come up with the term, then he what is the goat. No, if not. the term if the term don't exist before you label it on the person, then what do you mean? That is true. I mean, I didn't know he's the original uh, GOAT. When I, whether the, you think he can say it, I mean yeah, sure. I oh, do I, feel like that there was yes. an era, I think, unlike some people. I do well, want to say now, still. now he's not. But from yo, from eighty five through ninety four, LL was the guy that everyone strived to be. I just think it faded. He just didn't hold on to that. That there was like an almost decade long period where, like, if you go back in so many interviews, like there's a random ass interview. It was like a press junket for Saphir back when his mm. when when the first album's coming out. And he just kept saying he was like, "You, I wanted to be LL Cool J." It mm-hmm. was like this in Tupac interviews, like I wanted to be LL Cool J. Like, everyone did say that. I just think once post i don't know mr smith then like it stopped being cool to say that. It, it stopped being cool to say that but prior to that he he he, he kind of was the shit he was kind of the, the the stand like to this yeah. day planet asia anytime i an interview with him he's always like i wanted to be ll cool j i mean i get it Saphir, planet asia slug you these aren't necessary yeah like so again it, it, i think of a certain era but i just think he didn't hold on to it like other like the reason like you can say what you want about jay-z and i have plenty to say but it's like He's always had songs that like people like the average person isn't ashamed to say, yeah, I'm listening to that new Jay-Z album. Whereas like, right, I don't know right. if I would tell people like in 2021, I'm listening to the new LL album. I just, I, I don't know. No. So. Um, I mean, I think personally, I never thought he was the greatest all time. Like, cause he was also around the time where Rakim was there and Rakim was. Okay. You know, that's a good point also. That, yeah. yeah that's Rakim what I'm saying. Like, I would always go Rakim. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. But at the same time, nobody wanted to battle LL Cool J. No, mm. he would get the last word. And his records were selling in comparison yeah. to Harris One Records. Yeah. He was outselling him like a bullet. I'm just saying, y'all, like, right, right. I, you know what I'll say? Let's, because, uh, um, man, let's hit this break. Marcus said it. He was the standard. We yeah. can say, yes. yes. We could say that. Or at the very least, one of the standards. Yes, oh, no. one of the one of the pillars of standards. Yes, in yeah. terms of like the the MC, the form, the MC form. Yeah. At that point. All right. All right. So speaking of standards, let's talk about Manscaped, the new standard for men's crotchal maintenance. You got to get your crotchal. Manscaped on crotchal, crotchery. <laughs> your crotch, John Crottery. Remember what was that dude named John Crotty? John Crotty. His name name should have been Crotch. Walking. Check it out. Listen. The, the Manscaped product assortment, we talked about it on the show. I spilled some of it on my son's toothbrush. That's fine. He didn't care. It's all good. You got the sprays. You got the motherfucking ointments. 
you can take the clip off if you don't want to put it on your joint shave your head with it like i do i've been using it on my head since covid you know what i mean it's good to go dip it in some rubbing alcohol you're straight so there's a lot of uses for the manscape product and if you go to the website you put in that coc20 bang 20 percent off co-op culture again gold standard right there manscapes crotchal design get it all right we'll be back crotchal crotchal designs it's all facts yo peace people it's premrack just wanted to hop on and tell you about my new album load-bearing crow's feet out now everywhere on backwood studios shouts to the wrecking crew shouts to call out culture Shouts to Willie Green, shouts to Billy Woods at Backwood Studios. Shouts to Shrapnel. Shouts to Brain Orchestra, Denmark Vesey, Messiah Music, Small Professor, Fresh Kills, Willie Green, myself, everyone that handled the beats, everyone that delivered the, the rhymes. AJ Swade, Henry Canyons, Castro Zilla, yeah. Fielded and Lucid. And Marcus Penn on the cuts. Dr. Quandry on the art. Pick it up wherever you pick up music. Thank you. Peace. Yeah, Double Down Boy, new album, Vegas Vic from yours truly, Zilla Rock. First solo album since 96 Mentality. Out on Chong Wizard Records. Right now, available around the world. You can cop the digital on iTunes if you want. You can buy it for a G on Bandcamp if you're a real boss like that. However you want to get it, we got tapes, very limited, CDs also. Beautiful vinyl, all the artwork designed by PQ. Got everybody from Co-op Culture Record Crew in the mix. Album executive produced by Disco Vietnam. Just joining us, fly, energetic, fun. Roulette tables popping, free drinks all night with the cherry in there. Whatever you want to get, we're doubling down. We're going to get in the car. We're riding out to America's Playground. Vegas Vic, Zilla Rock, a new album. Out we're back hopefully you placed your order for manscaped products so you can have a clean satchel satchel yeah and a a clean walking stick (laughs) walking stick (laughs) and it'll smell like like brute from faberge in the brute from faberge you know what i mean sand sandalwood and 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 relaxed leather that's how that's how how i'm going with it you know what i'm saying (laughs) You're, you're gonna smell like a yogi you know what I you know what I learned one one time in passing? This is before the Manscaped products enter the facilities. Women were not fans of when us guys would spray the cologne down the pants. Women weren't big fans of that whole that whole era. Yeah. Yeah. Hugo boss it. in the pants. Yep. For the date, weren't yep. a fan. Yep. So again, Manscaped boys, Manscaped's out here repping. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? <laughs> w- women don't want to smell the Dracor Noir. No. In the crotch, They're keep the easy Miyaki off of the. Uh... <laughs> That's what I have upstairs. That's what I wear when I go on dates. Easy Miyaki. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! All right, so what do you so, got, my so friend? Speaking of easy Miyaki and dates, can we uh, <laughs> can we talk about LL's mastery of Ooh. the like love song? Oh, I mean, he did the first one. Yeah, right? I mean, I don't know if he did the first one, but he did the most impactful first. One. I need love. Yeah, yeah, oh. I need love was like game changer. You know what's genius about I Need Love is that the first single was I'm Bad and then it's I Need Love. Yeah. <laughs> but awesome. it, it like turned him into like like Teen Beat Magazine superstar. Yeah. True. It peaked number 14 on the charts. Okay. 
and I, but, I'm bad peaked at 84. So yeah, yeah. he leveled up, dog. Wow. Oh, I mean, that was like one of those first big hip hop songs. Right. I think like I don't, you know, I mean, that was like what, 86, 87? 88, 87. You're right. Yeah. 87. So, yes. you know, sh- shit wasn't on the charts like that. New. No. Like, you know, if it was, it was like maybe like Freedom Williams rapping on CNC Music Factory Jones. But <laughs> um, as Ice T. Yeah, but <laughs> or not even Ice T's famous whole thing was like he had all these consecutive goal albums without much radio play. Yeah, right. Like yeah. six in the morning and maybe New Jack Hustler were like the main. That's my the, favorite. Other than oh, that, God, I love New Jack he, Hustler. Other than that, he yeah, he was rarely. I mean, music videos helped him, but still. Yes. Yeah. And there was beef between LL and Ice T. I was just, I was just yes. getting ready. I was just what getting was ready to beef, say though, real quick. What was their? I don't know that shit. I know of it, but I don't know how. Like I want to say it was a journalism thing. I thought it had to do with magazine, like stuff that was printed in magazines. Sure. That and they were almost pit against each other. Makes to sense. some degree. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, so the the love songs then, real quick. I, yeah. I, okay. I think. Um, okay. So I remember he's talked about "I Need Love," right? People clowning him. His boy saying it sounds like a Christmas song. It took a lot of fucking guts to make that record in 1987, right? Yeah. So in 87, this is still like run DMC, right? And like mm-hmm. begin early rock him. So there's no one really yeah. doing that type of shit, right? Fat boys. So when he does I Need Love, and then it, again it charts, it peaks at number 14 billboard, like overall yeah. billboard. And number one on the dance rap wasn't even out yet. It was just called the dance charts. Right. So yeah. he had the number one dance song, even though it's not a dance song. But I feel like once he did that and the, after the first single being on bed and then, you know, fucking radio before that, which is like the de- definition of the Rick Rubin sound. Um, I feel like it. We said before he created the form of like, oh, you can do that. You know, what I mean, while you're wearing yeah. a dookie chain and a Kango and you're breaking or whatever, you can actually do this type of shit. And it's going to be bigger than any of your songs is about, you know, I'm the baddest and the meanest because the next single off bigger and deafer is go cut creator go that shit didn't even chart yeah you know what i mean so like he had three singles one was 84 one was 14 and one didn't chart wow yeah so if you just follow the numbers and like you said the prototypical major label rapper the quintessential rapper then you're going to be like oh shit yeah i need love you said he's on tiger beat and all that like now we got to lean in that direction you know what so I mean? I don't know, and I don't know if this song charted at all. But he had a song on um, on radio called "I Want You," which is almost like a bit of a prototype for "I Need Love," where it's like hmm. he's like, I mean, especially in like the early days of rap when it was still a very new format, he was like super vulnerable for like hmm. a you know a kid that age, like a sixteen year old kid. It yeah. was like basically yeah. like right his sister's best friend like he had a huge crush on her right and it was just talking about like how much it hurt him like seeing her you know come to the house and he just is like shy and he can't talk to her seeing her go out with like other dudes and shit like that so it almost was like oh true he was flushing that idea out there Mm -hmm. damn yeah yeah I, i think what also was cool about his love songs is that he you said if someone it might have been Castro or you, Marcus. His love songs then became they became specialized to hit 
the mood and the times. And so you can keep cranking them out. Like I, th- I think you said before, Marcus, about like w- once he hit a certain year, you stop checking for him. Because Dude. to me, he just stopped. He stopped aligning the love song with the thing of the moment. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. was so good at that. Yeah. And then I think he either tapped out or, you know, it's kind of like how Kanye now, like Kanye has no hits. No. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? None. There are no fucking songs he makes that are ringing off anywhere. Sure. He he is the hit, like his celebrity mm-hmm. and controversy. But, you know, like when I'm when I put like radio plays gold digger still, you know, what I mean, like they're not playing yeah. like that little pump song. You know, you're such a dirty bitch. I love it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That came and went. He, he doesn't make hits anymore. He just stays relevant through hijinks. With yeah. LL, I feel like that run he had, which was so impeccable. Yeah, like the last really one was like that um, Jennifer Lopez song, Control Myself. I was going to say, yeah. Was that, that even a hit, though? That's 06, and that peaked at number four. Which which is really? surprising to me. Huge. Exactly. Alaska's, Alaska's reaction, <laughs> exactly. I was looking up the charts. from. I was like, damn, even deep into, like, he was still yeah. doing pretty good. I was like, wow. Because that was all during when, from, from when Goat... Yeah, from when Goat came out, you know, till uh, the definition. I was in college for, right. for for those years, and I just remember by that point, being on a college campus, and I went to a black, I went to a historically black college too. So like, hip hop was like a little more heightened on mm. campus, and LL mm. just rarely ever, or or if he did, it was just like that's when people started to clown him a little bit, not completely, True. but there was a lot of cynicism towards yeah. him around two thousand, two thousand one. Although again, headsprung. Because I remember I was DJing on college. Headsprung Ooh. always, always did, Timbaland. It, it, it did his job. But that's a thing, too. Outside of the Tim, because Timbaland, that was that you know, 2002. Was that, that was that like Timbaland album. Woo. That was he was one of the high producers Definition. at the time. But I think too much he played. It's like, all right, I got to get a Neptune's beat. And it sounded like throwaway Neptune's beat. Or then yeah. he was like, I got to get with Poke and Tone. And that yep. sounded like those poke and tone beats sounded like them imitating themselves. Like it just, he, he just, that was a bad era of Nept. I mean, track masters later on. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It was, but that was, but that was also like, that was just the sound, the early aughts. Like the Nelly jaw root. Like that was just the sound. True. I could just see it. It's just like do rags and like, yeah. Baggy clothes and just all the football jerseys. Like that, that was just the era. So after, think, okay, sorry, sorry, I mean, but do you think like his ear for production is really weird to me? Like, I mean, early I production, like he has it, but we by the time you get to 14 shots to the dome, it's almost like he's like, let me get whatever the version of like royalty free music is that you would put in podcasts. <laughs> Of that particular, or like era. songs like 14 in the shots background of YouTube tutorials, is like, like bad things. Onyx production. Well, it's, that, see, yeah. see, that's the yeah. Well, that was that post back to fuck up era. Fourteen shots, yeah. fourteen shots to the dome was. I always forget for some reason. I have to check myself sometimes. Marley, like my, Marley did most of the beats. Unfortunately, well, just at dome. He did the bulk of the beats. No, I, I feel like, but it, it's no, one of those things not where, on 14 shots. No, 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 on paper. But I think it was one of those things where it was probably like. K Def and those it was like the uh, House of Hits era. Yeah. Yes. It was one of those things where like House of Hits. Wow. Yeah, you are the Queens. 
<laughs> Lords of the Underground are on that 14 Shots to the Dome yeah. album. I, but I always forget. I always feel like 14 Shots to the Dome is earlier. And then I'm like, oh, it is 93. 93. And he's trying to, and he's like, just the video. Yes. Even though I do like that album, but the video, which was shot right down the street from my grandmother's house, the, the you'll, you'll see, by the way, you'll see a lot in his videos. He's always posing by this big rock that's painted red, black, and green. Um, like on the Hey Lover video where he's sitting on that rock and then right. it's in the How I'm Coming. But yeah, that that's like prime St. Albans, Queens. That's Damn. like a landmark. And it's like, <sighs> yeah, the lyric for How I'm Coming, it's like he's trying too hard. I'll shoot you yep. in your back and stab you. Wow. Like he's trying too hard to like, yeah, I'm hard. And by that point, it's like, nah, you're mingling with Hollywood at this point. And, and not that he didn't have a rough upbringing. Like I'm not right. trying to. Oh, yeah. And he associated, book, he associated with real. Yeah. But it, it's just he's trying to do the whole onyx. Very black, onyx. That, that was like the turn of like the West Coast. Red Man too. Is in his Red Man onyx. Black. Yes. That, that was just that era when the East Coast is finally like, no, we're, 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 we're back on top. And he was trying to. I guess kind of capitalized on that to some degree. And he also had like, I, I think he had a weird fixation with native tongue. What, what do you mean? Okay. So if you go to like, um, mama said, knock you out. Right. Yeah. He has cheesy rad blues. He has milky cereal, right? He has Mr. Good bar. Oh, I see what you mean. These are yeah. weird fucking songs, dude. Yeah. But if, if Dela makes Mr. Goodbar, you're like, yeah, of course, sure. That's, if, that's funny. If cheesy rap blues is made by Black Sheep, you're like, yup, got it. You know what I mean? Like Milky Cereal, especially if, those like titles. Fife Dog and Tip are doing back and forth talk about cereal. Oh, also like, St. Albans, also from St. Albans, right? Three fourths of Tribe Soul on on uh, fourteen shots of the dome. Right, but that's three years later. No, I know, I'm, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I think I'm just saying, can, like. He he has like we said I I said before like to me he's Brad Pitt where when you look at Brad Pitt's de- decisions in his career they're really fascinating because they are not just like safe I'm the hot guy roles you know what I mean like we, sure. we talked about that so I think with LL it's like yeah on Mama said knock you out you know you have the title cut which is fucking massive you have around the way girl massive booming system. Boom's top three God. songs Boom for me ever. System. Jesus, yeah, great song, right? Such a summer then, song, yeah, right. But then he has like "Eat 'Em Up, Chill," L, you know, Mister Goodbar. Like in the middle of this career renaissance album, he's doing pretty weird fucking stuff. You know sure. what I mean? Like, but he had been doing weird stuff before that. Like, think about um, he had "I'm the Type of Guy." Like, that how song weird sucks. song is that? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but it's a weird song. I mean, it's going back to Kelly's a weird song. I love that. Such a weird song. It's a great song. Brilliant song. Yeah. Went to the beach, gave her a peach. She said she liked the ocean. I love that part. Yeah. I mean, it's just, but I, I feel like I always felt like Native Tongues was like in his brain because well, they, like, those songs are just the songs I talked about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They wouldn't feel out of place on a on a Jungle Brothers or Black Sheep or De La Rex. I didn't think easily. about that till you just said that, but that's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he has like a legal search on the album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, which is the shit. He, he's, he's kind and, and when I said about Brad Pitt is like, Brad Pitt is a really weird oddball comic actor trapped in the body of the most handsome man who ever lived. Something, right? Yeah, because he did kill, I mean, Burn After, as a movie, Burn After Reading is like, eh, whatever. But he when is. I saw that in the theater, you would have thought that I was seeing the greatest, funniest movie ever because he's just so funny. Even like it. Snatch, 
even snatch when he's too. Mickey and Snatch. Sure, yeah. sure. You know what I mean? Like he chooses to be completely unintelligible, which is hilarious. And also not even because by Snatch was 2000, Brad right. Pitt was a superstar at that point. Yeah. And he still chose to be like, that I'll be I'll be like the supporting supporting role. Right. To like Jason Statham, who was like who a was, nobody at shit. that point. Right. You know and like Dennis yeah. Farina. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I just think like LL, he he in his prime, he knew what can knock it out of park. And then through the rest of the albums, he he would make really weird, interesting choices. Yeah, I'll say this: he's willing to try just about fucking anything. And we it's knew that right, up, up up until recent years when he made that accidental racist song. I mean, yeah. like, terrible, but he at least he tried something. Like, right. Yeah. So I, I was realizing something when I was listening to stuff today that so LO to survive so many errors, you have to be adaptable, right? Mm-hmm. So. I was listening to his stuff and one of the things that he does that's interesting is he kind of taps in for like the singles or like, you know, the first few songs on the album to like whatever's going on. Yes. And then he turns it into an LL album. Mm. Right. So like two or three songs are like, this is like the hit and it's the modern song, but then it's going to become me going forward. Like, so like 14 shots to the dome is the one that I use as the example. Like, He's doing like hardcore songs for like two songs, two or three, first two or three songs. Yeah. Like street shit. And then it's like, it's suddenly just an LL Cool J album where it's like a dude that's kind of funny and weird, you know, talking about driving right. around, talking about kicking with girls, talking about making fun of people, kind of like the lovable bully almost. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it sort of switches from um, this hardcore thug, which nobody expect actually thought he was. Right. Sure. You know, but he just used it as like an entry point. Like, here, come check this out because this is what everybody wants to hear. And you know me, I'm like the most famous rapper. So like, hear me do this, but then just stay around and you'll fall in love sure. with me like with pink cookies in a plastic bag. Yeah. <laughs> I love that song. Well, I love that sample, the Blind Alley sample. I think yeah. it, it's kind of hard to go wrong on that on that loop. Oh, yeah. He's just, I think he's just, I think he's a, he number one. He's a singles artist, right? Can we say yeah. that? Sure. He's he's not. No, he doesn't have like any front to back like classic classic albums. Maybe except. I think it's classic albums. I yeah. but I, I I think I know what you're trying to. I hate God. I hate. I always cringe when I have to use this as a goddamn standard. But it's like he doesn't have a nomadic, I guess, or like, or he doesn't right. have like a um. Follow the leader. Yo, bum rush the show or anything. Bum I get what yeah. you're saying, but it's like. But I feel like, but stuff like radio. Mama said, "Knock you out." I when say, I think I of like, I think of those. Knock you out is close. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's a close, but it's not an album people revere when they talk about. You see what I'm saying? Like he doesn't have. He's famous. He's a celebrity, you know, what I mean, based on all these incredible traits we're talking about. I don't think people go to like, well, clearly, Mama said knock you out. It's like one of the greatest albums of the 90s. That's true. But Which is I, that. No, I, I think what he's saying is true. I just again, I think if there weren't just such a string of like bad albums in the later period of his career <laughs> and so much TV and movies, he'd be in these like conversations more, maybe. But I think just the bad discography towards the the end and and just him being a, a yeah. celebrity forgot like right now like at this point I I think I tease another example of just like what you mean the actor like even people right. like you could be thirty years old now and still be like Ice T you mean the actor Ice T like you right. know what I'm saying yeah I, I I was I was thinking about that actually while listening to this stuff and I wonder how much of it is just because like what you were saying Mark like he he's omnipresent right 
Correct. So he's bigger than any single thing that he does. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of rappers, it's like their biggest album, their like classic album is the biggest thing they'll ever do. Sure. Yes. Right. Sure. So when yes. even like with Nas, like yeah. when we think of Nas, we think of Illmatic. Yeah. Right. Like we're not thinking about anything else with Nas. When we're thinking of LL Cool J, we're thinking of LL Cool J. Sure. Right. We're not yep. necessarily thinking about any particular piece of art that he's made. Yeah. I agree. I I think he's. He, okay, here's the th- here's the thing I think is interesting too about Lo. He he does the thing that Common does, where he has the song he where he's always like, "Yo, I could fucking rap." What mm-hmm. you forgot? I could fucking rap. Sure. And and then that song will be crazy, and then he just never goes back to that song. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until yeah. like the next album cycle or the next. He doesn't. He's because he's such a major label dude from day one. He thinks about albums like crowd pleasing, checking off of the trends, the collaborators that are, you know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. he's never been like, yo, you know who I really believe in? I don't know. Um, fucking Buck Wild. I just believe in Buck Wild. I'm going to make an album with Buck Wild. I don't give a fuck what he sold. It's always like, I need hits. It's 1995, yeah. 96. Track masters are on fire. I need yep. them. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. Early 2000s, Timbaland and Neptune's around the world. I need to work with them. You know what I mean? Like Ja Rule then, brought back Jennifer Lopez. I need to have her on my song. And then you know Bink, I mean? Bink was another like uh, popular name among producers. He started working with Bink, <sighs> I love you Bink. know, also. I well, I love him too, but not his LL stuff. No, nah, not the yeah. LL stuff. I, I will say one thing. This doesn't kind of, this doesn't go against your point, but it is interesting. Even LL's last album, which I saw, which <laughs> came out, you know, 2014 or 13 or whatever. He still has Marley Marl like Ooh. do voice stuff yeah. like not well not oh, production cool. but like he still keeps him around like um wh- what's it called um he had when marley marl was doing like his a couple years ago he's doing a round of podcasts and he was just saying like yeah i still go on vacation with ll i was at his house a couple <laughs> weeks after the guy because there was that because the guy that broke into his house and ll like beat his ass and like waited for the cut like there was that whole story do you remember that i remember that joy yeah. yo like in 2013 or 12 <laughs> or 2013 a guy broke in he didn't know it was ll cool j's house and then ello he set off the alarm ello cool j came down so the guy had a knife and everything and what? they and they like fought and then ello cool j like overpowered him of course and, like, held on yeah of course and then he waited and then the cops came and everything and then like a week later molly mall stayed with him at his house um, wow and he was just telling the story yeah no it was all over the news like a criminal breaks oh, into nice. ll cool J. yeah this was out in, in california yeah wow that's yeah that's awesome yeah but it, i guess what i'm saying it's kind of cool that like even though he doesn't have him do production which i don't i don't the last time marley Mall did production was that what that b generation thing when they were doing oh no he, he did that ella the krs1 album oh that's right lives. that's right that's right that's right uh, that's right cringe. yeah yeah but it's it's kind of cool he still has fuck. his roots to some degree where he still has marley show up even if it's just to do like voice interludes like that's still kind of cool yeah that is cool yeah well, it's so- like kind of like will and jeff right yeah mm. yeah what let me ask you this alaska what rap wise straight up rhyming how do you view ll cool j hmm. i think he's a great entertainer mm. And he has mo- like he makes jams. Yeah, I like right? that. So I don't I don't know if I ever consider him like a great rapper. Okay. Like in the way that I would consider like Prodigy a great rapper or Ghostface <laughs> a great rapper. Yeah, right. sure. But he's also like a personality. Like there's like he does things that none of those guys can do. 
Mm. Like the way like he could just be funny and charming. Like even True. when he's talking like some crash shit, like he's still like, like Jingle the Baby. Oh, big old song. butt. I like, love them. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's got that level of charm where it's like the dude that was like the football player that was kind of a dick, but was also friends with everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that dude in high school, like he would, you know, he would like make fun of you, but it would never be like in a mean way. Mm. He'll be like, he'd crack a joke at you and they'd be like, nah, I'm just fucking with you. Like, you know, kind of right, like, right. he's like that dude to me, like the way okay. I see him, but he could obviously rap really well. I don't even have him in my top 25. I don't think if I have a top nah. 25. Yeah, if we're but, talking about like a, just that rapping, yeah, I'm 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 with you. As far as like legends icon, yeah, he's up there. But in terms yeah. of like like the guys you name, no, he can't rap. But he has every once in a while. I guess like what Zilla was saying, every once in a while he has these verses or things where it's like, no, I can rap. Like even later, like his verse on four three two one. Outside of him going at cannabis, certain yeah. flows and certain pockets that he goes yeah. in on that song. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, I never really heard him rap like that before. Right. Like, it's kind of cool, yeah. you know. So he can when when he wants to. Yeah, I mean that's that's one thing that I, I really was kind of like shocked by, like how good of a rapper he actually is. Yeah, going right. back into it, you know, it's like I just feel like again, post two thousand two, he was just phoning it in. Yeah, which so, and it's now crazy to think that he still got a number one album after that, like that, yeah. that, yes. that, that the the de- the definition, like that's crazy. Yeah. So he does shit that other rappers don't do, like. He uses pregnant pauses better than anybody in the history of rap music. Uh, Sean P would like a word. He uses what? Pregnant pauses. What, what, what do you like? Mean? Where it's just like he'll like kick a line and like he'll just stop. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, Sean that's Price Sean has P's some. He's got yeah. some lane. I, I don't. Sean I don't listen to a lot of Sean Price. I'm not lane. Gonna lie. Sean it's, P is the king of that. Shit. It's funny because as you describe like the lovable bully, it's like yeah, that's Sean Price. And I, I mean, firsthand, I was in the studio with him one time because a buddy of mine was an engineer, and he was like, "Yo, I got Sean Price coming to the studio." This was during that period. Yeah. Just before Donkey Kong went before no before um the 2005 album came out and he oh, was on uh, that whole thing Broken Monkey Bars you know, Monkey Bars so before yeah. that he had the mixtape Donkey Donkey Sean Jr. Yeah he was yeah. one of the first guys to cash in on that like oh I could get like seven hundred and fifty dollars to a thousand dollars for a verse I'm just gonna do this and he cashed in on that like crazy right. so a buddy of mine was doing this album and they got some verses from Sean Price. And he was like, this guy I went to high school with who moved to New York also. He's like, come to the studio. I got you. I'm do some scratches. And then the whole time I was there, I, I, this is back when I had sideburns. I was like 100 pounds heavier. And he was just cracking on me the whole time. And didn't even know, you know, like, especially with men, when you don't know someone, right. and you meet them the first, like, you don't yeah. joke. And it, but it was also, it's like a Sean, I mean, what am I going to do? Like, right. if you've been in his presence, he's, he's also a big, even back then when I was close to 400 pounds, he's, he's still a big guy. Mm. even to me at that side he, he's still a big like guy and i'm just like oh, what am i gonna do about it but then like as he left the studio he gave me like kind of like a dap and a hug like kind of and like this expression like sorry i was fucking with you for the last few hours like i was like <laughs> ah, n- no problem don't worry about it like and and i and and, and i kind of like and, and he meant it so yeah it's, it's yeah. funny ll definitely gives that vibe because the thing about his whole bullying thing that we haven't touched on it's like beefs with him You'll think it's squash, and then like years later, something yeah. will come up, and it's like, "Yo, I thought this was over." Like he's very petty. Again, yeah. like the whole Combat Jack interview, uh, when Jay Z came up, he was being so like just throwing all these shots, and then like his verse on four three two one, it's like, yes, when a beef is dead, up. a beef should be dead. But he's like, "Crush Mo D Hammer and Ice T's." It's like, no. damn, that was so long ago. You're still on that, or right. like, right. he had that. He had that song. Um, 
he dissed cannabis like a couple of years or two after all that stuff yeah. happened too. He dissed white cleft again. It's it's all oh, it's he like, had the um yeah, well even the daylight like? diss was like they dissed him in like eighty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he did this in two thousand or ninety three. It was like it's five years later. Sure. Which and that to me, I always loved it because no matter how Hollywood he got, he still kind of kept it hip hop where it was very competitive. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'll, 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 I'll battle you on wax or in an interview. Like, I'll just be like with Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, any given Sunday, like that thing was over. And then he was on like Rap City, the basement, like a while after. And then he kicked the freestyle dissing Jamie Foxx, like well after the movie was out, well after it was over. He just, he, it, it's just, right. uh, yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. I, I think yeah. uh, my, my, the way I looked at LL rhyming wise, like I, I just I think you're right, Ulysses. Like to me, he was a dude that just made jams, and yeah. I, so I never looked at him as like an inspiration or someone that you know uh, inspired me. He was Barry. Shouts to Disco Vietnam. Barry brought up a fascinating point, which definitely rings true for people of of my age range for sure. He he brought up something very salient. He said when Prodigy showed up on "I Shot Your Remix." Mm-hmm. He completely made LL and everyone before him like primitive rap. Because when Prodigy shows up, you know, Prodigy, I'll forever S H I N E, my shit attract millions like the moon attract the sea. Yeah. And he's like 21 yeah. saying yeah. that type of shit next to LL, who's, you know, peacocking. Like you said, what the fuck? Across that, uh, you know, as he said, ice, he's curl and all that. Yeah, I make it hot for your bitches. Females can get it too. I don't give a fuck, boo. You know what I mean? But like, Prodigy, how he is on that song, it's like he sounds next level. And also, yeah. like he's not trying because you have to understand too, like the aggression. Like Fat Joe is just so loud and angry. Yes. No, Keith who the Murray, fuck you want? Yeah. You know, what I mean? Keith Murray's Keith Murray. He's very and like eloquent. Like that. Well, that was always Prodigy's style. Like he wasn't even trying. Right. And he's still kind of outshined everyone i mean right. i thought foxy killed it but still foxy was great i've been like really going back into foxy a lot lately foxy same because i saw this clip someone Voice posted of her back at lyricist lounge when she was like 15 ISIS. her name was like ISIS yeah and it's like wow she was just about it wasn't like the sex appeal thing with her she was like dressed head to toe like had the 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 hoop earrings like the nefertiti hair like all like she was just about rhyming and right. then i was like and then it got me going back to listening to her stuff and it's like yeah she you know she had these like shining moments of of, of yeah of just being a dope rapper. She's dope, but like yeah. on that same song, you know, like when when Keith Murray's talking about, you know, I hear making you know let my balls hang like I'm on a toilet so, taking yeah. shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> a like, Keith Murray line. That's like being a rascal, right? That's Keith yeah. Murray. But yeah, when yeah. Prodigy's yeah. like Illuminati, when my mind, soul, and my body, secret yeah. society, try to keep the eye on me. When probably one of the first times anybody ever said Illuminati in rap ever. Sure. Right on a song where it's like LL and always like LL is he's already now f- he's facing the future of the of the art form on the same song sure. and is like quietly unknowingly being pushed to the background sure. the minute Prodigy shows up on that song sure. and for a little bit Foxy too sure. so it's like yeah. in the middle of all that though you know LL is I mean like I said before like lounging <laughs> that. I used to just play the fuck out of that 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 tape, and then like "Hey Lover" and you know all that shit. Like he just had so many songs, even like the um, what was that song he had? Like the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack. Oh, I don't um, remember that one. Ain't no 
Oh, was that? I know that's all. Oh, was that for Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, he did it on the oh, Beavis and Butthead. Then he even had like Fatty Girl. Remember that? Yeah, Fatty that, Girl. That, that, that was dope. a huge song. The, what was the, the re- I remember being bitch. so annoyed. This was still during that era where like the remix would be like the single, but then it wouldn't be on the album. Right. Like the song he did with Total, the remix. Yes, Lounging is not on the album version. No, and I remember being so annoyed. It was like that. Yeah, the album version is horrible. Yeah, it really is. Like it's like the um, God, another Queens group. All City had this the the version of this song called "Move on You," that was so dope. All City, but then the 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 album version was was no good. (laughs) Yeah, I I have a song. I have a a, a, I have a story. I'll I'll tell it off record. I don't know if I should, it, but I'll I'll let you guys know. It's all City related song, but. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Remind me. Yeah, like um, you know, it's funny though, but like I was even listening to like a lot of like old AZ and Nas when I, I did the AZ interview, and like how even they were going at it back then. Mm-hmm. You know, like like yeah. Fox on that song, like you know, Italiano got the Luciano. I gets down, fucking with Brown Fox, extra keys to the drop, boom, jingling baby. I got crazy Dominicans who pay me to lay low. I play slow, roll with the firm, mafioso, crime kingpin. Like he. <laughs> <laughs> he can't stay up with this shit. Sure. Right? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, sure. But that's not his sure. game. Yeah. His game but is like Alaska saying like the weakest be... link on that track to me. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like eh. that, but with like what Barry pointed out was like that was the moment when he is old school forever. Yeah. Like that's, that generation of yeah, people that's just specifically Prodigy and Fox. Yeah. Because Keith Murray had been in the game, Fat Joe had yeah. been in the game. They were still yeah. younger than him, but yeah. Prodigy and Foxy were about to take off. And yeah. render him like, OK, I need to go a different route now. I need to lean more like because his next step is like we said, all those songs we just named was yeah. like the R&B hooks outside of four, three, two, one. Like, remember the other single off that album? Father, when he remade fucking George Ooh. Michael. George I feel Michael so shit, bad yeah. laughing at that song because it's, it's, it's a very vulnerable, true song. It but is. It's like, it's, it's why would song. you sample like also the context? To the George Michael father figure has yeah. nothing to do with the father you're talking about. It's just very awkward and weird. It's just very weird. It's a bizarre song. Yeah, and um, you have like the quad, the the, the gospel choir, choir and it's one of those things like, yeah, like I don't want to laugh at this, but it's like you're making it very difficult to. You're pouring your heart out, but it's like I don't want to laugh, but Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. you know, there's always something weird about the jock doing poetry. <laughs> That's True. Kind of, oh my god. True. That's so funny. <laughs> he is. He's like he reminds me of like dude from American Pie and shit. Yeah. Yeah. That dude, Oz good. Oz, they called him Oz. Yeah. 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 Or he's always yeah. like looking down at the ground, like, I just wanted to ask her to the date. But then yeah. he goes out like it's nine tackles and shit. <laughs> so I when I was listening to like I, I think that two rappers I think had a similar career up to a point, and almost even to like the way like they transitioned through shit. What do you think of like Heavy D and LL Cool J almost being like Ooh. cousins career wise? Like LL had a bigger earlier career, but there's like sort of like they both did like a hardcore album at the same time. And then sure. the next album they came back with was like sort of like a more like soulful record. Wow. I definitely feel like if yeah. Heavy D were still alive, like that would be the verses. Now that I think about it. like LL Cool J and yeah. Heavy D would definitely be the verses. Wow. It'd be a good verse. Yeah, would. yeah it, it would. would. It would. I love it. Um, I, I played a lot of heavy during early COVID. Yeah. And same thing. Like, I just really loved hanging out with a person like in control of like, I know how to make hits. I know how to have a good yeah. time. It's but cool. there's also, but even rapping ability, I don't know if 
the up-tempo, even borderline mm-hmm. fast, if LL did it as well or as much. Now I think about like like the the 110 BPM, like that was yeah. Heavy D's pocket. And he Hip-hop would even house. Flip, yeah, and he would throw in the yeah. whole like Billy Diddly D, Billy, yep. Billy, like he would do that. Yeah. Like yeah. even if you think that's kind of corn, like that still takes talent. Dude. LL doesn't really nah. You what know, you like gonna I said, do? You know. Tell me, go and do. Roses all red and bottles all blue. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. I mean, like that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, decent. Yeah. But I, I even think like I think like Blue Funk, like he was rapping better on Blue Funk than LL was rapping on Fourteen Shots to the Dome. Now I have to like. I agree. Go back and and, and the crazy thing about oh. Hev is like doing the reggae styles and all that. Yeah. He could do yeah. the girl shit. He. The only thing with him was like he just kind of hit a brick wall with the one that like it was called heavy. I remember he had like big pun on there and like people yeah. and MJG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just brick oh, yeah. so hard. Yeah. And he had one song on there with with uh with Q tip called Listen, where like they're doing the fucking slum village Dilla flow that no one ever talks about. It's like I don't even heavy deep doing a Dilla flow. It. Yeah. It's called Listen, where he's like, Hey, you listen, do the gun. They're all doing oh. the fucking T3 bot team. It's the flow that everyone whoever heard slum village tried at least once wow but he was doing it because q-tip is in the studio with him but like i I, he's at least like always interesting to me where i think ll i think ll is like make a jam or it's cringe (laughs) that's like god damn yeah the high and the low of ll yeah there isn't much middle yeah that's what i was thinking damn i'm I'm glad you said like as i was finishing up his discography like last night and 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 today it's like there's not much like yeah it's a cool song it's either like oh this is great or like what the fuck is this yeah seriously there really is no middle ground with with with, with him going back to heavy d i will say when he had posse cuts he also might not have been the best but he never the way you just described ll getting kind of like time capsuled Yes, in in, in in his um, you know, I shot your remix. Like when you look at like, don't curse. Those are some of the most yeah. vicious rappers, Ooh. and he didn't get like killed. You know, no. what I'm he, he didn't have the best verse on that song. He that he did not. He also didn't have the worst. Uh, I think we know who that is, but it's like wait, he wait, just he blended right in. P Rock. <laughs> no, no, no offense. Yeah, now like, P Rock is bad on that one. Grand Poobah and Cool G Rap and Q Tip and yeah, Kane, Kane, Big Daddy Kane, Seal Smooth. Like yeah. So Heavy did something cool on that track because he he doesn't have the lyrical chops to hang with those dudes, but yeah. he was just kind of the host. Yeah, because he pops in and out. He starts and he yeah. comes back in the end. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that's a yeah. He, he kind of introduces each. He talks over the scratches before each day. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. He just stays kind of relevant throughout the song. That's yeah, very smart. Just, that's very smart. Because yeah. he's not going to burn him on the mic. No, no, no. Not even fucking close. Yeah. Kane and, and Cool G rap kind of were unofficially battling it out on that yeah. on that song to me it's it, 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 it between those two guys at least as far as flow goes yeah yeah well why don't we do this why don't we take our our, our break and then we'll uh wrap yeah. up with james todd smith cool on oh. call out culture featuring marcus penn curly castro at the exit early our second manscaped break cool cool hey friends it's me your friendly neighborhood podcast host alaska And I'm here to tell you about an exciting new project that I just released with my friend Jason Griff. You might know Jason Griff from his many appearances on the Call Out Culture podcast, as well as his groundbreaking work with the Griff Scorsese Midnight Express album. Also, his solo project, Fireside Chats. You need a sweater and a bearskin rug for that one, fellas. Anyway, we just dropped a new record called Human Zoo. 
and Human Zoo examines the cages that we put around society and the self-imposed cages we put around ourselves. It features exciting tracks like Reboot featuring Batboy Sharif and Animal Farm featuring Love Ulysses. We also have additional vocals from the likes of Alex Ludovico. Not Ludovico, Ludovico with a C. See what I'm saying there, people? And Premrock. And then the All Hook All The Time track featuring vocal stylings from Curly Castro, Zilla Rocca, Def C, Rob Sonic, Breezley Bruin, and Open Mike Eagle. If you like the rap music, folks, you're gonna wanna get this record. It's a must have for every true aficionado. And you could get it at insubordinaterecords.com. Alaska, out. We are back. We're ready to take this home. Yeah. Um, what do you guys have? You guys got some final thoughts on LL? Anything that, like, you know, you feel we didn't discuss that? Do you want to mention or no, we kind of, I mean, we did t- early to late period. I, I guess it's the elephant. We do. I guess we just have to bring up accidental racist. Just like, yeah, if there's like the biggest, it also can't, I feel like though too, if he'd have done that song like 10, 15 years earlier, it would have been like terrible for him. But by 2013, yes. it was just like, eh, he's by 2013, he was on NCIS and, yeah, it was right. a legit movie star. So it was one of those things where it was like it drew buzz for a second, but then people just kind of forgot about it. But when you really look at some of the things he said on that song, it just like especially as a black person. And I know there's always this pressure where it's like one black person does not represent all. But he was speaking in that song. He was kind of rapping for all black people. <laughs> yeah. so, so it's just like, don't judge. Don't judge my gold change and I'll forget the iron ones. So it's like. Don't judge my do rag, and I'll forget that red. It's just like, what do you like? Yeah, as a black just, person, you yeah. just put your hand in your like, like, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah. I anyway, in some ways, he's very lucky that that did come out in 2013. Yeah, yeah. like if, if they tried to like drop that in like summer 2020. Oh my! I was god. gonna say like even now, now yeah. it just been it would have been a meme now. Oh yeah. He, imagine the fan, the new fans he'd get from that song. The, the total wrong oh my exactly. god yeah it, it, it's similar to like the Kyrie Irving thing Kyrie Irving like, fans yeah they, like or Dave Chappelle's like a lot of like Dave Chappelle's new fans where it's like I feel oh like these god. aren't all the people you want kind of yeah for you no yeah. um I want to just talk about backseat in my jeep please um the song is so good because he's talking about fucking a hooker <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he talks about like I don't, I don't read the lyrics where he keeps he keeps saying like this girl is he he tries to keep talking about how this girl is like a really sweet clean cut girl but she likes to fuck in cars on back streets yeah (laughs) he keeps saying like um you know you you're he always say something like you know you're you're a good girl would never do things like this i know he's like i know you got class but deep down you're real freakish like he just keeps he keeps you're the type of girl that got class and style still and all you need the backseat of my jeep once in a while 
that's that's a prostitute. <laughs> that's yeah. you're you're checking yeah. out my car phone, scoping out my jewelry. Let's do this in a hurry. Prostitute. <laughs> you know, like yeah. he that even says like um where's the line where he says like I know a place where we can lounge and cool. Don't sleep. Where at back seat of my Jeep. So he does this often enough. Like he has his go-to spot to park but, the car. Wasn't he going to the Bristol Hotel earlier in his career with like Maybe. prostitutes? <laughs> and then he says, I'm pulling over near your building. I light a candle on the dashboard. We're chilling. I knew a girl like you would love a seed like this. You got class, but deep down, you're real freakish. What? She likes the candle on the dashboard, like oh, by, by her apartment. about somebody lighting a candle on the dashboard of their car. But he does it near her house. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. There was it, 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 it could like, be I, somebody else's, like, wife or girlfriend. That's why they got to just, like, dip out. Um, Either way, the way he's presenting this, like, that just goes back to what you're saying. He's just kind of weird. Like, it's like these weird, unexplainable, like, Okay. Was wait, that just like the last on. song he had to make? Just I'll just song's amazing. Song, you know? And then the funny part was when when uh, Monica made it her first single, just one of them days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he says, "Okay, I give it to you real raw in the back seat." Okay, that's how you want it, don't you? Yeah, you'll tell your girlfriends, won't you? Nah, don't lie. Take it in your eye. <laughs> Come on, dude. That's a prostitute. <laughs> that's yeah, a prostitute. That you are having sex with a prostitute. He's unbelievable. So, this kind of brings me to a song from what you're uh, from walking with the Panther, which is like, like a stalker anthem. I'm sorry. Let, let me just say this one last part. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Alaska. He says, Oh my God. Damn. It's so good. The man grip on my tip. You're still a nice girl, but my Jeep makes you flip. You go wild and stick your toes on the roof. You look so cute with your gold tooth. <laughs> Come on, bro. That's a hooker. I'm sorry. Come on. I'm sorry, guys. That was during this. Like, I feel like, right, I mean, I guess this is more later period, but like MC Ren, Karis. Well, you guys talked about that one Boogie Down production yes. song on the spot years ago. Like, oh. there are always these songs where it's like, anthem. Where it's like yeah. did you go back and listen to the, like, like the, the, what's the name of that MC Ren song? It starts off his first EP about the girl who's like, who's like having sex with her dad and her brother and her brother and then like they're watching by the window but Wait, it's just what? like the story oh my god what is the name it's the it's the Ren? Oh, this uh, is a bitch who makes straight a's oh what is <laughs> hold on <laughs> it's it's track one it's it's behind the scenes behind the scenes that is the wow. crazy and it's just but it's, i gotta hear this song today it's, I'm not going to say his flow is mellow, but it's just like, it's just very matter of factly as he tells the song about how, like, again, he talks about that she, she's a good girl. She gets straight A's. Yep, and he listen. followed her home. He followed her home and snuck in her window and then watched, like, her brother and father, like, run a train on. Like, that. That that that's the premise of the song. It's very Jesus insane. Christ. Yeah, oh it's, it's really messed up. And this is an album that went platinum. This was like it's the first. It was like the first. This is the song that starts off oh the EP. First, first platinum, first platinum EP. By the way, I think I, I, I believe. Wow, and this is MC Ren. Yeah, the, the, this, was prior to, this is prior. This is prior to. Um, yeah, th- this was okay. prior to his conversion to Islam. Okay, I'd yeah. say so. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, right here. So this is nothing compared to that song, but his song "You're My Heart" off of Walking with the Panther. 
Okay. No, you said the stalking. He's definitely there's definitely he's so stalking on that. Yeah. Like it's yeah, like yeah, horror yeah. movie level stalking the way he yeah, goes yeah, down yeah. at the end and the way he's like, my heart refused to let you go. He's like, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like he has a like duct tape to a chair. He's exactly. like, like wrapping at her. It's like, oh my god, Al. Yeah, he does. Oh my god, <laughs> what's going on? He's like, yeah. yeah, it's just like you know, I'll struggle and fight against all odds. Yep. That's great. Wow. Yeah. He's. It's awful. Wow. This is. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm reading these MC Ram behind the, the scenes. Yeah, lyrics. man. This is. Woo! Yeah, that's something. Talks about fucking her with a broomstick. Yep, yeah, yeah, oh, that too. Oh my god, this is uh... at, at at her request though. Like in this, it, yes, it's, it, it's nuts. That song is nuts. And then, and then, yeah, okay. it's like it's almost like the blueprint for like Necro. Wow, <laughs> kind of. I feel like ne- Necro had to have like listened to this song, which is funny because <laughs> he amazing. speaking of LL, one of it, like I discovered Necro because he remade. Yep, he I had that drugs. song. I need drugs. Yeah. yeah, dealer, I hate you. <laughs> What all below the room? I sit this there on the wall in the back of my body. Hear the cocaine call. That yeah. shit was amazing. Yeah, that girl should just stay being funny with that shit. That shit was the best. The the video was unbelievable too. For Necro, for I need drugs. Yeah, yes. it's like oh well, that God. was like the early days of when they were kind of exploiting their uncle, their real uncle. Yeah, Howie, uncle. Yes. yeah, yeah, oh, Uncle Howie. That video is insane. Jesus. Oh, well, somehow man. we've come full circle to Necro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome right. to Necro culture. <laughs> necro culture. Oh, that's a new set of fans we're going to get. Holy shit. Yeah. I'm, he's, that's an inner, I'm t- that, I don't, I'm not going to, I don't endorse or not, but I'm just saying, he, but he, he, he's an interesting topic from like his collab albums to how he yeah. came up to his, to his brother, yeah. to everything. He's, shout out to Bill too. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Ill Bill. Uh, the I need drugs video has 1.8 million views. Wow, I believe that. Yeah, this yeah. is. <laughs> that's so that's I kill myself while the deal is eating Japanese food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Necro, he could really could be doing something really funny. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Just a Necro. He was in the um, the Robert Pattinson movie. Yeah. He's in their other movie Great too. He, movie. he he was in their um, drops the M bomb. It's very very bizarre. <laughs> no, well, not for Negro. It's not bizarre. That that that's like well, his I thing. Know. He does that. Yeah, yes. he's... but he's in um heaven. I think it's called Heaven Knows What. The movie they made before um Good Time. He he like knows the Safdie brothers. He's in a couple of their movies. Oh my god! Yeah. Did you ever hear his the album he did with, with uh Cool G Rap a couple years ago? Yeah, I got it just because of Cool good. G Rap. Yeah, it's not it that actually, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. kind of shocking. I, I also respect because I read I I was like keeping up with the press about that album. He was because that was during the era, the height of like people emailing verses, and yes. he was just like, "No, I want to be in the studio with Cool G Rap when we make this the whole time." And 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 they did. He was like, "Wow, I wanted I wanted him to be my friend before we even started recording." So I took him out on a lot of nights. I like took him to dinner. We hung out, went to strip clubs. I wanted to get to know him before we just kind of like phoned it in. It was wow. like this whole like it was like this personal journey for him to make that album. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Shouts to him, man. Yeah. He has an album called The Notorious Goriest. Yeah. <laughs> it's also the Sexorcist. I like his album called Death Rap. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking at his his wiki. Necro. This might actually have to be like Patreon content. The, oh, okay. All right. Let's the do ne- the Necro con- Patreon talk. <laughs> He yeah. was sued by Andy DeFranco. Wait, yes. what? He sampled Be- her. 
he sampled what? her. He sampled her song used to used to you for the song called the asshole anthem. <laughs> and imagine you're Andy, Ani DeFranco and you get like, oh my it's god, like, who is this guy? What's his name? He d- he does what? Like I can't even imagine like oh the world god. of Ani DeFranco and Necro like going like that. <laughs> he got pulled in a in a murder trial. Yeah. I've just what seen that fuck? now. Yeah. Oh, Some I dude in Ontario that. killed a girl and saying he was listening to Necro. He abducted her. Oh, I did know that. The I did day, know that. Oh my I knew god. That. They, the, the defense noted the similarities between the song Garbage Bag and letters that the killer had written. The, no, the girl that she wrote, she wrote letters in a youth facility in 2007-2008. The letters described the hypothetical torture and murder of a person. Yeah, and then the, the day she murdered somebody, she used a garbage bag. And Oh my God. Necro issued a press statement saying, I don't, I don't support anything that brings harm to children. He was unfairly blamed for the actions of some of his fans. Oh my God, the Andy DeFranco. Yeah. What, what a life. Oh, this is fantastic. Shout out to fucking Necro. Yeah. Oh, sorry, my dog's hacking again. That's why I got muted. I got to. Uh, my I, I got to plug my my laptop in for one second. So I'm going to be off camera for one. Cool. Cool. Well, I mean, I think we could probably wrap up. Yeah. I just wanted to shout out um, Doctor Butcher and do all that stuff before. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. <clears throat> And then I'm pretty sure my son will be up soon. He usually, I guess, well, maybe not. I might get another hour before I have to get up and do that shift with him, which is cool because yeah. I can watch, I can feed him while I watch uh, the Wu-Tang show. Nice. How, how are you almost caught up? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm caught oh, up. Oh, there's a new episode today, right? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Oh, shit. I always yeah. forget. I, got, I have class on Wednesday, so by the time like I get settled in, yeah, I've already I'm, forgotten that it's Wednesday. I wasn't super crazy about the last episode, but the previous four episodes were were really good. Yeah. Sure, what do you guys talk about? Sorry, I was off. The, I'm, I was. I'm gonna oh, watch I gotta the watch the new one. Tonight. Yeah, I gotta watch yeah. the new one. Castro said it was fucking hilarious. It was great. Oh man, I was loving. I'm loving it now. I'm yeah. so all in. Everything you guys said on that episode, exactly how like because I live text my friends, certain specific friends who I grew up grew up with, right? And it's just like. Why is everything Ghostface does like such a dramatic like oh. yo? I'm going to the store or like son, what the fuck are you talking about, son? All the yeah, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, now now he's like funny, like yeah. the, when he wanted to get the the sandwiches, he's like yo yeah. man, fucking wash that knife this time, yo man, put some soap in that water, man, wash that shit. Told yeah, you last time like, I was here. Cut that sandwich eight ways, man. Put the lettuce and the pickles and the tomatoes. Yeah, he's like, and spread it and spread it out through. I don't like when it should be falling out on one side. Like that, that that is a very ghost face thing. Yeah. A ghost face direction. Like it felt like for the first time ever that dude actually listened to ghost face skits. Right. Exactly. I mean, 20 hours had to play this fucking guy on camera. He's like, oh, maybe I should be funny and say ridiculous shit to somebody. But even cry every 30 seconds. The Dave East thing too. It's like to be so I I I couldn't put it into words so I listened to your episode. It's like he's just very bland. And you go back and look at Method Man footage from that era, he's so charismatic and just like lights up the room when he's there. And Dave East is just like, oh yeah, you're here. Like that's kind of how yeah how it is. He's 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 getting they're all like improving. Like it, it just took a while for them to get their footing, I think. Like it's yeah, yeah, on a large enough sample size, they're all kind of, you know, hitting above their weight now, which is great. Their batting yeah. average is all up. Like even yeah. the dude playing deck is actually really good. The jizz is fantastic. Yeah, which is really fun. The so, new yeah. guy who plays deck threw me off because he looks a little bit like the guy that plays jizz, kind of in the face. And yeah, I got like kind of confused at first. I was like, wait, who are you? But yeah, 
And then Dirty is just fucking incredible. He's that great. Kid, that kid he's is great. unbelievable. TJ Adams, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah, he's wonderful. Uh, all right, cool. So I think that wraps up the LL Cool J lineage of greatness. Yeah, that was there awesome. It is. Brought yeah. to you cool. by was that using tro what was what was like a shitty condom back sheet condoms and you're having sex in a car with a prostitute ll cool j music bumping by the sheet condom nice she <laughs> condoms i haven't thought about that in a long time uh yeah so marcus uh break the people down where can they hear you Oh, yeah. Um, listen to, uh, again, a podcast I, ho- I co-host with uh, my good friend Scott Thoreau, Zebras in America. Um, check out PinlandEmpire.com. Um, I also write for a bunch of other different outlets, but if you just go to PinlandEmpire.com, that's kind of the, the hub for that'll take you to all the other outside stuff that uh, I do. Um, I also, just for this specific episode, I wanted to shout out uh, legendary, although behind-the-scenes guy, Dr. Butcher. Um of the original X-Men. He was one of LL Cool J's first DJs, like when they were like really young before LL blew up. And he's just, an, he's just kind of like an important figure in, in background figure in like Queens hip hop. Like he's connected to mm. Joe Fatal. He's connected to large professor. He's when, when large professor name drops, Dr. Butcher and his song hanging out, he's talking about Dr. Butcher. He was like a famous studio session scratcher before that was even a thing um he's but he's just one of those guys that like doesn't have a wikipedia page or doesn't have like a website he's just kind of he's such an important word of mouth kind of guy which is a very cool thing to be when you think about it so yeah yeah and and he definitely plays that up so yeah shout out to doc dr butcher i told him i was going to be doing a i was going to be on a podcast about ll and he and he essentially not essentially he gave this podcast his blessing that's kind of as close as we can get to to someone who who kind of literally grew up and came up with ll cool j so and knows his his origins in this history so oh man yeah that's fantastic um that's cool man shout out to that dude shout yeah, out to ll yeah. yeah shout out to drew oh and shout out to ll yeah yeah and real quick i wanted for the record i'm a big fan of when ll had like the necklace with the house key on it because then i started dressing like that <laughs> i was like that's an inexpensive chain like like your grandmom's house key yeah and then you put on a necklace and then you're set yeah so fashion icon. I did not. I never wore the jeans with the one leg up, though. I did. Pants. I definitely did the you track pants. The sweat pants I definitely yeah. I did the one leg. I definitely did that. I did have the I had a green FUBU hat. I felt like I was the coolest fucking dude in the world. <laughs> you know, of all the hip hop gear, I never had a FUBU gear. Yeah, it just never. Yeah, for me, too. I mean, I bought it. I went to school and then the first I was like, this doesn't feel I, I don't like it. Just the name. Yeah. The lime green. I had like a lime green Fubu thing too. It just it, it, it was a top. Yeah, no, it was actually, good because it was a flex fit hat. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. during my the era. It was like Fubu lugs. Love. Yeah, I had love, the lugs. Yeah. Yep, I had the I lugs. Wasn't on. digging that stuff. Yeah, but I, I, I did have the the all dark denim uh, Carl Kanai suit. So Carl Kanai was the shit though. Carl, yeah, yeah cool. going, like, Carl Kanai was dope. Carl Kanai plate. I was like Carl Kanai was the shit. Yeah, yeah. Shouts to Arm and Hammer, but I always wanted a Sir Benny Miles hat. Yeah, they named, oh, they named their opening song Sir Benny. Yeah. Miles. I texted Woods or Loose, and I'm like, I, I was like, dude, I always wanted Sir Benny Miles. <laughs> None of their fans know what the fuck Sir Benny Miles is. <laughs> it's been a source all crazy. I never saw human wear in it, but I always saw it in the source. Like, I want to, I want to own that. So, shout out to all them. you got anything going on? Uh, no, man, I'm just in school right now. You know, I talk about a dead end hip hop. Oh yeah, yeah, dead end hip hop did like a cool like. Shout out to those dudes for putting a, a cool little piece on uh, uh, 
the human zoo record. Nice. Shout out to uh, to Mike Seatown. Shout out to Mike. Yeah. And then uh, next movement got you guys on there to talk about Killer Mike rap music. Yeah, talk about rap music that just came out today. So yeah, I guess I got some stuff. You do. I'm glad I'm managing <laughs> yeah. this for you. Your, your press yeah. junket. Um, and and uh, Ray finally started sending me some mixes for some stuff. So I'm gonna fucking slaughter this guy. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm out here shipping CDs for us. I don't get no goddamn mixes for songs I made last year with that's this guy. That's because you're shipping CDs, bro. The fuck. Um, that's what's up, Shasta Ray West. Yeah. Uh, you can hear me on the new episode of Real Notes with Cinema Sai. Talking. I want to get on that Cinema Sai. It's a great. So he's know. a great dude, man. He's a great dude. Um, Shout out. I want to be on that. Yeah, he asked me some really phenomenal questions, and uh, we talk about film and hip hop and it's interesting to hear a younger person's take on like hearing 36 chambers and like 2005 for the first time and you know oh, wow. doom yeah, and that is cool that, it's oh, really cool man. yeah and his how he understand you know like hearing that generation catch up on things we just you know in, innately know really well mm-hmm. uh, but we talk about that stuff we talk about you know movies i grew up loving and stuff so that's out now and then you can catch me on the next movement from a couple weeks back talking camp low uptown saturday yeah. night that was a good time. And Vegas Vic vinyl is fucking here. Nice. I've been sending every every podcast. I'm like, yup, it's on its way. It's on. It's in our hands. And then they get delayed. So if you order Vegas Vic vinyl, so that's a lot of words, via chongwizard.bandcamp.com. It has shipped. Uh, if you want to get it, I don't know how many are left, but now they're available. Buy that shit. Because uh, once they're gone, all the fucking European dudes are going to be flipping that shit online for $450. So yeah, get it now. And then we're going to be, um, by the time this airs, uh, for the general public, um, we'll be putting up me and Small Pro's new album, Career Crooks, Never at Peace. Pre-order will be up Bandcamp Day. Uh, on CD, tape, and mini disc, we're doing it. Mini discs will be available. Fuck vinyl. Get a mini disc. That's how I feel. Yes, I represent mini discs while you are copping all the vinyl. Shouts to Marcus. Shouts to Cash for the pop. Thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome. And and, I love talking about hip hop, anything, but Queens hip hop specifically. I always love talking because it's so deep and rooted. There's a lot in prostitution and incest. So. That's and and stalking people. There you go. Awesome. Good stuff, gentlemen. All right. That's it. Co-op culture. Check Marcus Pin. We'll check everybody uh, next time. Peace out. Peace, man. Peace.